Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada who rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Hi, everyone. I'm Ali. And I'm Felicia, and we're the co-founders of the Keep Your Head Up Foundation. Today, we have a special guest. My name is Sarah, and I'm an occupational therapist and also a volunteer with Keep Your Head Up. So we're really excited to have Sarah Schultz with us today. Sarah is a registered occupational therapist who practices here in Ontario. And um, Sarah also volunteers with our foundation. And uh, recently, we all worked together to come up with a new tool. And um, it's a wellness plan that is brain injury recovery um, to find different ways to keep supporting their mental and physical health while they're going through recovery. So before we go into why we created it, how to use it, and why it can be helpful, I'll just kind of paint a picture of what it looks like for those of you that maybe don't have it up in front of you. So basically, um, imagine that you're looking at a week at a glance. So from Sunday to Saturday, from left to right across. And under each day, there are five categories of different types of activities that you would aim to do each day. So the first one is move. Then there is connect, followed by enjoy, achieve, and self-care. So we'll talk a little bit more about what all those categories mean, but essentially it's a a way to plan out your week in a way that allows you to try to check off each of those categories every single day. So um, I'll turn it over to Sarah, who's going to explain a little bit about uh, what inspired this wellness plan and how it can be helpful. Yeah, so um, I work with a lot of clients who've had brain injuries. Uh, Predominantly, my caseload is people who've had Um, severe or mild traumatic brain injuries and so when I'm with a client I've noticed a lot of the times that um, they kind of have been struggling to find things to do throughout the week 
And so we created this wellness plan that's based off of behavioral activation. And behavioral, behavioral activation um, is kind of this theory or this concept that we use in OT as a way to get people to get motivated to do things throughout the week. Um, it's used for a wide range of diseases and disorders. Um, a lot of people use it for mental health, but I saw it was kind of, there was a really good um, area that this could be used for in with brain injury. Um, so behavioral activation um, is kind of just the most basic way to put it is just finding things that are positive for you to do throughout the day. So we kind of built it off of this. And so what the um, what our uh, wellness plan is, is finding little things that are positive for you to do throughout the day. Um, and that also gives you a way to schedule your week or schedule your day um, to look forward to things because sometimes when you're feeling less motivated or um, when you have a brain injury and you're having troubles with scheduling, this can kind of help you bring out um, what exactly you need to do, what you want to do, what's going to help you, what's going to make you feel good um, and kind of give you kind of a sense of purpose as well. So that's kind of where behavioral activation and the wellness plan that we created comes from. Yeah, and I think um, when I look back to especially the first few months of my concussion recovery, as someone who is, is really type A and suddenly didn't have anything on my day-to-day -day plate, I really wish that I had something like this to just kind of uh, fill in my planner and um, give me a little bit of direction for how I could spend my day um, and to have different ways that I could take care of my health, even with all the limitations that my concussion added on to my life. Yeah, I feel like this tool would have been really um, beneficial because I know a lot of like a lot of the recovery, you know, you are struggling with like goal setting and trying to do little things throughout the day that um, kind of give you purpose or feel like give you purpose. Um, and these, this tool, like, you know, doesn't have to be something from the achieved section. Like you don't have to, you know, do laundry or, you know, read a chapter of a book. It could be something as simple as, you know, connecting with a friend that day. And that really gives you um, a sense of well, be like it made me feel like, you know, you're doing something and it makes you feel um, makes you feel like, Good, you know. Um, Sarah, can you talk to maybe about how you've seen it benefit clients? Yeah, I can give an example that I've used it um, with a client, actually. Um, they had a traumatic brain injury, and they were about, I think, four or five months post. Um, and so they were having a lot of difficulty and I've kind of talked about before in my blog post just about mental health and concussion and how they're really interrelated. So he was having a lot of difficulty with, um, with planning and motivation, a lot of issues with self-initiation um, and was really struggling throughout the day, was waking up at like two o'clock and then wouldn't go to bed until two o'clock in the morning. And so we kind of implemented this because they wanted to get back to work as well. So we kind of put this back in first um, and it had really good effects. He like was talking to me about it. Um, we kind of scheduled it and I, I always educate my clients also too. And kind of what you were saying, Felicia, on that it, it's okay if it's not the biggest goal, like it doesn't have to be something huge. Like you don't have to go and finish all your homework or 
all of a sudden go out and run 10 kilometers if you've never done that before. Like it doesn't have to be something you haven't done. Even just small, tiny little goals that you know are going to make you feel good, make a really big impact. So we started that out with him and it went, it ended up being really positive. Like he, we, he still uses it. Um, we, we kind of also said there was like some leeway too with it because sometimes he found he couldn't find something for each and every single day. And we said that was okay. As long as some parts you were finding something throughout the day, finding something that you're going to find that that's a positive thing that you did. Um, and yeah, so he's, he still uses it. Um, and it, be, it kind of was really good to transition him into a larger schedule, which is what we started doing. And then we started transitioning for when he goes and returns to work and he's done that so far. And so, yeah, so it's, it, it has a really good impact and it's also a really good way to kind of just start to introduce scheduling because after brain injury, I'm sure you both know too, you both experienced it a lot of the times, either the conception is to sit around and do nothing, or you just feel like sitting around and doing nothing. <laughs> and so this is just a really good way to kind of introduce more scheduling so that you can get back to doing something before that you were doing like homework or school or work and things like that. I think another really great win about doing the wellness plan is just how much it can help with the way that the days kind of all blend together. I know um, Felicia and I have both talked about how we experienced that and it's something that we hear from a lot of other people in the brain injury community. And um, for those who are listening who maybe haven't had an injury themselves, but certainly in the last year with um, the pandemic, we've all kind of experienced what it's like to be stuck at home with a limited array of activities to go and do. So um, uh, something like this can really help to just give you a little bit of direction when there's not a lot of options for you um, and help to inspire new new ways to kind of nourish your mental and physical health when, uh, while you're at home or, or while your options are quite limited. Anyone add? Yeah, um, so Ali, you talked about um, not in part of when you did the wellness plan. Well, we just actually did a wellness challenge this past week. Now we challenged our Instagram yeah. followers to, um, you know, do their own wellness plan and wellness challenge and see how that goes throughout the weekend. It was so interesting to see how, how everyone was doing with that. We were doing polls and seeing, you know, what was hardest for you to achieve or, you know, um, like what was easiest for you to get done within the day, like the enjoy section or the achieve section. And Ali and I were talking and um, she pointed out that, you know, the like she doesn't enjoy the rigidity of planning and like having, you know, her whole uh, wellness plan, like set out for the week. Whereas if, or as when she told me that I was like, Oh my goodness, like that is so opposite from me because I have to have that because I like right now I'm in school full time um, and placement. I have a lot of like those late. And if I don't, and if I don't make time for myself and my, like I push through my symptoms and I push through how I'm doing. And if I didn't, um, you know, make that schedule and make that time for myself, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't make that time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, like having it all planned out is, what I have what I had to do and um I don't know it's just interesting to see the difference of how both Ali and I like approached um the the wellness plan and that's just like me and her and I couldn't even imagine how like everyone else approached it like Sarah how did you approach like the week um I definitely took a more 
Well, it's kind of funny. I guess I was kind of in between because I, I wanted to schedule everything out and I did. And I think I like posted my story and I was like, this is what I'm going to do this week. And then when it came to it, I didn't stick to it. I just like still did my, like I still did the things that I wanted to do, but I, I kind of felt like, I felt like I was like, oh, I, I don't need to do this today. Like I want to do this tomorrow. And like little things like okay. that. And even my mom pointed out to me at one point, she was like, you're supposed to go shopping with me. And I was like, oh, well, like, I have other plans going on. Like that was one of my things. So like I, I found if I, if I were to do it again, I wouldn't be as rigid in it. I think my plan would be like maybe the night before or two nights before, maybe plan out what I want to do the next day, but not have the whole week planned out because I, I personally didn't stick to it fully. I still did everything, but I just didn't stick to what I had, what I wanted to do. So I thought that was mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I was very similar to you, Sarah. Like I, I found it really helpful to use it as more of like a guide for my week where I took time at the beginning to brainstorm different activities that I could do to fulfill each category but because I find that I I don't necessarily know how I'm going to feel at different points of the day or like even day to day like I don't necessarily want to choose my move activity before the day comes and I know what my energy level is like and what's different about the wellness plan is that like before I might say oh I'm going to work out every single day this week but then the day comes and I'm not up for a workout but that doesn't mean that I don't have to not move my body altogether. So for me, it's helpful to kind of brainstorm a few different activities for each section every week. And um, ideally they're at different kind of like levels of energy so that when the day comes, I'm still mindful that I'm trying to cover all my bases um, to, to nurture different parts of my health, but I'm not tying myself down to one thing and then feeling guilty if I'm not up for that and and Sarah as an occupational therapist you might have some thoughts on um on what that has to do with like goal setting and managing your energy levels because to a certain point I think sometimes like it's easy for me to make excuses for myself like it's easy for me to wait until I'm feeling better to go and do something that's a little bit out of my comfort zone so um what are your thoughts on like using it Felicia's way where she would schedule the activities um, down to the time of day and what she was doing versus the way I would use it. Like, do you, are there any pros or cons to using it in those ways? I think there's, there's definitely pros and cons to both. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's the person, whatever's going to stick with the person the most, that's, that's what you should be doing. Like personally, like I know, I kind of think of things like journaling. Like I cannot journal to save my life. I can't do mindfulness. I cannot journal. I could try forever and ever, but I can't do it. And at the end of the day, it doesn't work for me, but I find other things that work for me that kind of give me the same kind of relaxation. It's the same principles here. If it's, if you're going to schedule out your whole day and make it very rigid and that's what's going to work for you, then that's great. But then also knowing that you have to have some sort of kind of leeway or some sort of ability to be able to change it, not making it so rigid that you're following the schedule to an absolute T every day because you feel like you're pressured to, but more so doing it because you feel like, like it's going to help you. It's providing that little bit of structure. It's, it's kind of influencing your day. Yeah, I think to add to that, like, um, I think it's the structure part that, like, I need, um, and that's, like, perhaps, like, yeah, maybe it wasn't 
the week that I like planned out it's even just like Sarah you kind of said like two days but it's just knowing that like you know I follow an agenda like I'm very again like type a like very like busy like structured organized so like I think having and knowing like okay like I have this and this to do tomorrow but like making sure that I I had those uh, like events from the wellness plan like laid out knowing that okay I'm going to make time for myself and like not put myself second kind of thing like making sure that um like the wellness plan was a part of my day and structured into my day um because it's honestly the most important like the, the most important thing um in my opinion and then also to add on that too it's it's important to know like that the wellness plan it, it it's great for like short term and to get you start to moving and stuff again but the hope is is that you take these principles you learn and kind of put this into your everyday life so it becomes second nature for right. you to kind of always be thinking about yourself rather than just because a lot of us even I don't even think about myself all the time I've thought about myself this much and forever right so it's all about really getting yourself really thinking about yourself first and thinking and getting yourself to reflect on what you can do that day what you can't do that day what you want to do that day and then hopefully putting those skills that you learn from using this wellness plan into your everyday life always so it becomes second nature for you to be like oh I didn't move today I should do something like that yeah yeah I think for me like when I looked back there were certain categories that were really natural for me to fill in Um, without a lot of effort or like rearranging of anything um and for me I think those categories were like move and achieve just because um where I'm at in my recovery like I I have built that into my daily schedule but other things I I could see were like a bit of a stretch for me to fit into my day or like find a good opportunity for me to fit them in and so um I think depending on where you are in your recovery journey there there's kind of like different ways that you could approach using it and um if you're someone who is back at work and is just trying to find ways to keep resting and and managing their symptom levels and also take care of their health in in all the ways that they can like um it would be useful to to try it out for a week like the way that we did with a wellness plan challenge um to kind of get an idea of what what already might be working for you and and what some areas that you might want to work on sections like I personally struggle with move like I love I can walk till I'm like blue in the face love walking go for a walk all the time but I don't like Ali like the one day you posted a really great story about like the yoga gentle yoga like on the on the chair or sitting yoga I forget exactly what it's called but um you know just like um I walk every day generally but just maybe chat about some different um like the move that people can do yeah I think I think it would be really good if we could kind of walk through each category and we could all share um, different things that we found helpful and then just kind of share what what other things that maybe we have done in the past or that what, that could also be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I think move is a, well, I think with everyone of the categories on the list, like they're, we could all probably come up with an immediate like high level goal that would be a good one to put there, like under move, run 5k, under connect, like call every family member and underachieve, like finish all my readings and like, you know, all the household chores that I was supposed to do today. But 
the thing with the wellness plan is that like, it doesn't have to be intense that way. And especially with the move category, like since we're talking about it, moving your body doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're doing a strenuous exercise. Like, of course we want to meet our physical activity guidelines, but if you're going through brain injury or um, concussion recovery, that might not be um, safe or reasonable for you. And there's so many other ways to move your body in ways that are gentle and, um, and also just exercise and moving your body doesn't always have to be about like building muscle and building your cardiovascular capacity. It can also just be to feel good. Like one of the main ways that I motivate myself to, to move my body is just for the mental health benefits that I get. Like it has nothing to do with my physical health. Maybe that's a bad thing, but um, for me, it's so much more than, than the long-term health benefits of doing exercise. So yeah, why don't we start with the move category? Sarah, what kind of activities did you use? Um, so I use a lot of like exercise or things that I usually have scheduled throughout my week anyways. Um, but I tried to implement more things like go for a walk because I find nowadays I'm like working all the time and I don't really have time to go for a walk. So I really tried to do that. But I think it's important, Allie, what you were saying too about the move category, that it's not just exercise and that it looks different for everybody because um, like even when you talk about physical activity, it's not just if like you really want to get technical here, like who like doesn't define like it has a different for exercise and physical activity, whereas physical activity is literally just moving your body and anything you're doing that's not sitting down. So you could even include things like taking the stairs or um, like choosing to take the stairs and taking the elevator, or you're going to clean your room today. Like that's physical activity. Um, you're go shovel snow like that's physical activity those things you could include in the move category so it's not just the oh I'm gonna go do a hit training it's more so did I get up today did I do anything that's that's actually I actually moved my body and that's kind of what we were getting at I think with the move category yeah 100% I agree with that <laughs> yeah when when you're looking to do something more strenuous or like more organized like attending a class or um I mean our options are limited with COVID right now but um there's so many things that you can do around your house that yeah that elevate your heart rate and that get your muscles moving that are all really good so mm -hmm. yeah and what Felicia was saying earlier about the chair yoga like honestly it's actually more of a workout than I anticipated before I started <laughs> um there's a lot that you can do from a seated position and um, even gentle yoga options for people with brain injury that you can access through places like Love Your Brain. But um, even though those things are gentle, it doesn't mean that they're not um, helpful for you and aren't going to improve your health, both mentally and physically. Agreed. The next category on the list is connect. So um, with this one, what we were hoping to inspire is just reminding people that our sense of social connection and sense of belonging are so important for our health. And COVID aside, it's something that can be hard to make time for. Um, so we were just hoping that it would remind people who are using the tool that um, taking time to reach out to loved ones or seek support in 
in formal or informal ways can be really helpful. And it's important to think of that as a more regular part of maintaining your health. Yeah, and often during brain injury, you feel um, isolated and, um, you know, it's not, it's definitely a two-way street. I, I know um, you hope people reach out to you and check in how you're doing, but, you know, you can also definitely also reach out to other friends, you know, say like, hey, like, how are you? And connect with them. And it and that helps you. Um, like, I do that a lot and <laughs> just chat with people and like, and I wish I did that more during my early stages um my concussion when you do feel that that isolation and um yeah so trying to connect with people is is a huge thing of the mm -hmm. concussion recovery so that's um yeah yeah so i mean i i found this one actually probably the most difficult to fill out only because i feel like i was like what i know i talked to like my family and stuff i was like trying to find ways to maybe go above and beyond just speaking with my family. Um, and so I found this one a little bit harder. I, I think it's like super important, but like um, I didn't have any Zoom calls set up for the week and I kind of was like, oh, like how am I gonna find this? So like I, I did things like I texted my friends and like let them know, like I texted one of my friends that it would be like, hi, like I haven't seen a lot of them in a while. So I would like message my friend group. Um, and I even did something like I found like this one was maybe like, a, maybe it's a little far fetched, but I find like even wishing somebody happy birthday, like, I don't know why, but I find it really difficult to, for, to do that sometimes. And I know it's someone's birthday and I'd be like, Oh, it's okay. But like, it was someone I haven't talked to in a while. And I reached out and said, happy birthday. So like, that was another thing that I tried to do. Um, but yeah, so those were like the kind of the kind of things, but other thing else, like, I, I feel like I tried to have a conversation with my family. Like, that was a little different than normal. And we tried to talk about different things. I kind of just tried to do things like that. But I definitely found this one more challenging to fill out, for sure. Yeah, I think I think with Connect, like, it's really difficult to have, like, a real meaningful sort of social connection with someone, like, during the week, especially if you're working full time. But even just those little things that you did, like wishing someone a happy birthday or like setting up a time to do a Zoom call in the future. Those are all little like baby steps that still um, are, are like benefiting your overall social well-being because it's like just maintaining your relationships is, is something that can be really hard to do when you're busy. And so just doing li like little messages like that, they, they can go a long way. Like I... Um, I, I'm the worst texter ever. Felicia will back me up. <laughs> I just, I don't get a lot out of a text relationship, like, or a t any sort of, like, text conversation with people. But texting and staying up to date with people is, like, a means to an end in terms of, like, getting something arranged to, to actually arrange something that is more meaningful to me and does make me feel connected to people that I care about. Um, and it can also just, sometimes it is the only option. Um, we're all seeing that with COVID, but when you're going through brain injury recovery, a lot of the activities that you might normally do with your friends and family might be off the table. And so being adaptable and being creative with uh, reaching out to people in different ways and maybe um, at different lengths of time and maybe it's short bursts here and there. But I, I really like how in the wellness planet, it just kind of makes it, a daily reminder for you to to somehow 
build or maintain your your social relationships. Yeah, um, no, that was good. You explained that really well, Ali. I like how you explained how it's like even if it's just a text to set up something and like that's all it honestly has to be because I know like a lot of people are busy and especially when you're in recovery or you know early stages like you feel like you're stuck and everyone's moving around with their lives but if you even yeah set up something when everyone's you know not as busy on the weekend or whatever like that is something that you're doing to continue to be connected and Mm -hmm. I think that's a really like good point that you just brought up there I really like that yeah I think it's just like even if you're not exchanging any sort of social like conversation or anything like sending a message like that still we still feel a sense of belonging from that like we have people in our circle that are here for us that we're reaching out to and some people don't have that so I think just making that connection is worth a lot more than we maybe realize Mm -hmm. all right the next one on our list is a really fun one so that's the enjoy category so um To some people, this might seem like it's irrelevant to health and maybe a little bit frivolous, but Sarah, do you want to talk about why that's a really important part of our our daily well-being? Yeah, so I guess kind of like what I said before, like a lot of times we do things throughout the day and we don't really do anything for us. Um, And I know like everybody really kind of gives all of themselves to other people but a lot of times like me included I'm super guilty of this I spend my whole day giving to other people but then when it comes to nighttime I'm kind of like I got nothing left for me um so I kind of find like this this is one that's kind of whatever you want to enjoy it kind of it's kind of like fluid because for me like I personally I, I I see how like exercise can be included as an enjoy because I personally I find exercise is kind of like my escape. Like that's what I go to do for myself. Um, So it's kind of one of these categories that it it can really be whatever you want and it can fit into every other category. It's just making sure that you find something throughout your day that you do enjoy. So um, I think I kind of struggled with this one too, just because I do use exercise to enjoy. And um, that's why I was like, oh, well, what do I put for this? So it, it doesn't even have to be just, it doesn't have to be filled out, I guess, to a T every single time. Um, but it can include things like um, watching a movie or watching Netflix and doing things that you do that you're like, I like doing this and I'm going to do it for me. Um, and that's super important to your health and because you need to be able to do things for yourself or because um, at the end of the day, it's for you, right? So you can't give yourself or can't give all this energy and things like that that you even too with a brain injury like we kind of talked about like you might not have as much energy you might not have as much um that you can give so if you're giving it all to other people you're leaving yourself with nothing right so you want to make mm-hmm. sure you're scheduling time for that mm-hmm. and so it's okay not a healthy activity yeah exactly I mean like it doesn't have to, it could be like it could be watching tv and right like sitting down and doing something but as long as it's what you like right <laughs> I think of enjoy as something that like truly just brings a big old happy face smile to my face that made no sense a big happy like a big smile to my face like like during the week for example for me like I just, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday I just randomly made cookies like during the week you know just quickly you know chocolate chip cookies why not like I just finished 
schoolwork and yourself or like even um like Friday or I think Friday or Saturday I like hadn't been uptown like Waterloo in so long and I went and grabbed a coffee and like you know just those are like things that I love and haven't been able to do for from, due to COVID in a long time but even with brain injury like there's a lot of things you can't do um so like going out and you know putting a nice little outfit on and grabbing a coffee like those are things I love to do and um like making time for that is just I don't know so important and just really made me happy to like do something like that so yeah Mm -hmm. right now I'm at a place where the enjoy category is something that I, I understand really well like I understand that um there that it's important to do things that make me happy and that those don't have to be like a healthy lifestyle choice for it to be good for my well-being and I have some hobbies and um, maybe some different like practices that I have that that I can lean on when I'm feeling kind of down but if you had asked me to do this kind of activity in the first couple of years after my brain injury like I honestly would have been just miserable because like I loved studying. I loved going to school. Um, That's what motivated me. I loved playing sports. I loved exercising and I loved seeing my friends and none of those were available. So if you would ask me to fill out, to do something every day that brought me joy, I like, I, I I don't know what I would have done. And And so it's okay if you're in that place as well, where um, maybe you don't know what other hobbies you could do that are accessible for you when you're going through recovery or maybe you haven't really given a lot of thought to other things that bring you joy so um use this use this day-to-day tool as a way to experiment with things um and just give yourself more space and a reminder a daily reminder to think about well was there anything today that brought me joy and if there wasn't then um try to think of something honestly anything that does because if you go several days without anything that brings you joy, um, that, that's not going to be good for your mental health. That's that, Allie. Good job. Um, the next section on the sheet on our wellness plan is achieve. And this, um, we kind of touched on it before, but um, it's important to know, you know, this doesn't have to be textbook reading or you know, doing the biggest goal that you ever had in mind. It could be something like going for a walk or doing your laundry or getting groceries because those are achievements in themselves. Like I know myself, like the grocery store is the worst place in the world and like the lighting is terrible in there. Um, and so like that could be, that is an achieve. Um, so um like you can mix it up with big and large goals if you'd like, but I think um, it's truly like whatever you see as. Um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, one of my my daily activities was booking a few appointments that had been sitting on my to do list for so long because for whatever reason I get really anxious about booking appointments. Um, because I have to rearrange everything and I'm tired of making appointments. Um, it literally takes me 30 seconds, but I added that to my, my achieve and having it there. 
I it helped me and I, I felt good after conquering it and it probably seems like the smallest silliest little thing but to me that that was important to be included on my list mm-hmm. and I that's think a good one I think uh too what's important too is like what the achieve is if you look to it you can make it whatever wherever you are in your recovery as well so um if you're super cute and it's just your injury, your injury just happened, like maybe know that your achieve might not be these great kind of like what we said with the exercise, it might not be the greatest plan. Like maybe you're it's not realistic that you're going to go back and you're going to go read a whole bunch of homework or you're going to go do, write this paper really quickly. Like maybe that isn't realistic. So trying to be again, like, like we've been saying, like being more patient with yourself and kind of knowing that even if you set smaller goals, like, like, maybe create making an email like sending off an email mm-hmm. something so small that mm-hmm. but knowing that even if you do do small goals like it's still something you've done and mm-hmm. that you're not doing nothing and that you always have to look at that in a positive light rather than looking at it as a negative and thinking oh I should be there here but just realizing mm-hmm. and coming to that understanding is really important that you you aren't the same as you were before your injury Um, and wherever you are right now is where you are and you kind of have to work with it and kind of give yourself little goals throughout the day so that you can get back to where you were before if you Mm -hmm. something that might seem counterintuitive but would have been helpful for I think both Felicia and I when we were in recovery was like putting down something under achieve like rest for two hours or, or like one hour because both of us were really like we knew that it was good for us and and we did rest as much as we could, but it wasn't natural for us to slow down and not stress about all the things we were missing and all the responsibilities. So like your achieve could literally be like work on your recovery, like Mm -hmm. allow yourself to rest. It doesn't have to be exhaustive or like measurable or productive to, to be an achieve. Maybe it's even like, going to bed early or getting up at a certain time. I think that's really important what you just said, kind of like how it's there's two different kind of sides. And that's what I see a lot with my clients is not that there is two different kind of brain injuries or how people respond, but for what I've been seeing, it's either people slow down completely and stop doing everything and completely just stop or they don't stop and they go and they go and they go and they keep pushing through their brain injury make and both of the trajectories are making your brain injury worse right if you, mm-hmm. if you don't do anything and you do nothing for weeks on weeks on weeks that's not going to do anything for your mental health and your and your brain or if you push past your symptoms and you go and you go and you go the same thing you're going to end up in the same spot so I think it's really important from what you just said just like trying to find that balance and finding that in between where you can you need to rest but also you need to do things and kind of Mm -hmm. find where you can work um so that you aren't pushing yourself too much that you're going to get symptoms the next day that you can't do anything or not doing anything at all and then still having symptoms because you haven't moved in a day you haven't gotten yourself up and you haven't talked to somebody I think it's also like I think what both of you guys said is really great and I think it's also just you know important to celebrate the small wins the big wins but like the small wins too like what you think might be small is like a huge can be considered a huge win like for example like one of the cheese I put down was um like my first full day of placement like a first full day of eight hours of work of like leaving the house at 6 30 
driving I haven't driven in like so long also because of COVID but like driving on driving on the highway and coming home at 4 30 and then like I came home and I wasn't feeling great and like I was going to be hard on myself and then like get back to work and I was like you know what like no like I put that as my cheat like that was a great like I have to yeah. take that as like at a celebration and like be like I just put in my first eight hours of placement and I haven't worked in a long time and like this is exciting I like take those small wins like well I think it's small but it's actually big but like you know and I think that's really important um just like take every achieve no matter if it's going to the grocery store if it's driving for the first time after um like whatever it might be like I think it's important to take them all as as big wins yeah yeah like when you have a concussion like any any level of brain injury like it doesn't matter what your previous capacity was you have to learn and it's not easy but you have to learn to um look at activities differently and be kind to yourself because those things are huge like it does take an incredible amount of energy and effort and um like skills to go and work for eight hours Um, especially if you have symptoms just showing up getting through it and being there at the end of the day to tell the tale like that's huge and Mm -hmm. don't let that inner voice that that wants to tell you that it wasn't enough get in the way because because that, that is a big win and um yeah I think too, going off of that and like, just like what I've talked about with clients too, is no brain injury is the same. And so you can't compare yourself to other people who one aren't, don't have a brain injury. So you can't compare yourself to someone else. So say maybe you started like, please, you start placement with the same with somebody and you're thinking, oh, they're doing great. And here I am. Like you can't compare yourself to other people. And you also can't compare yourself to other people with brain injury, because like I said, everyone's brain injury is different. Everyone's symptoms are different. And so it's your brain injury. It's your experience. It's your recovery. And it it matters. Those little goals that might not to you, to us, someone else, they might seem like they might seem super achievable you know what they're little they're goals to you and they're your goals for a reason so just continuing with that mm-hmm. I really like that don't let don't compare yourself to anyone like brain injury or not like that's really important I like that yeah all right so the last category is self-care so I think for a lot of people, we might it might look like we just covered four different types of self-care or maybe the enjoy category kind of felt like self-care. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about what's what's different about self-care and um, maybe kind of explain some misconceptions that people might have about what it means to engage in self-care? Yeah, so I'm in occupational therapy, we use the term self-care a lot um and it's it's a term that I find I use it to kind of describe anything that someone has to do but like in like it kind of like get someone to kind of reflect and rest as well so for us when we kind of define self-care on um the wellness plan like it's it includes everything that you're doing for yourself to kind of 
just take a step back and it, it might not be something you want to do necessarily. Like for, I know, especially with mental health, things like hygiene, um, that kind of comes into an issue and it might not be something you want to do, but you know that you need to do it and it'll help you for the next day. So that's why showering or taking a bath is on there because it is important to continue with your hygiene. But sometimes, like I said, that, that you don't have the motivation to do that. You don't have the Mm -hmm. energy that so kind of trying to schedule those things as well it also includes things that you you want to do like kind of just taking a second for yourself and really just doing things like meditating or journaling or practicing mindfulness or putting on a face mask like really anything that's going to help you kind of just take a second slow down and prepare yourself reflect maybe on your day or maybe even just like take a breath um, and it's, it is different from the other categories because I, I always think like enjoy is something like you love to do. And even if it's just watching Netflix and you know, you might love what, putting on face masks, but it's, it's going to be something that kind of like, you're like, yes, I can't wait to do this. Whereas self-care is like, no, I need to do this. Like I need mm-hmm. a journal. I need to take a bath. I need to practice mindfulness. I need to do this tonight because it's going to help me the next day. And that's kind of how, how I kind of see the distinction between the two. That was yeah. a really good, really well said. Thank you for that. That even like helped me even further <laughs> differentiate yeah. the two. That was really good. Um, I, yeah, some of the things that I did while I journaled, um, I, I find that helps kind of just, get some of my thoughts out but something that I do every single night is um I use the headspace app every night like I I truly cannot fall asleep without it um whether it be like just light noise or like white noise of like a, a rain like rain or a thunderstorm or whatever it be but like to me like that is like my like self-care because it helps me sleep and like turns my mind off from the 3,000 thoughts that are like running through my mind and like whatever. And I look forward to like putting away everything, turning on my little headspace app, putting my sleep mask on and like hitting the pillow. And um, I know it's kind of, if I do that, I do that every single night. Like, and that's something that I need to do to like have a good sleep. Um, yeah. Another thing, actually, I don't know if this is self-care. You can tell me, Sarah, but um, I, I actually recently got a um, a weighted blanket. Love it. I sleep every night with it. I would consider that self-care, 100%. Oh, my goodness. It's, like, the best thing in the world. I sleep every night with it on, like, and it's just, like, there's just, like, two, like, things that I have to do now, and it just puts my mind at ease, and, like, yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Yeah, for me... For self-care, like, I I did feel a little bit unsure whether, like, what I was putting for self-care was, was truly, like, what it was intended for. But for me, like, what when I think of self-care, it's, like, what helps to recharge my batteries and sets me up for success the next day. And so um, the most natural thing for me to do is rest. And, and that's something that was never easy for me to do at first and Felicia and I have talked about how different we are in that where I'm at a point where like I'll just check out when I can't keep going and 
Um, and it's good because I, I need to do that. And I need to slow down and like literally get, let my brain just relax when I'm, when my eyes are burning and my head is killing and I've just done way too much in a day. So I check out, but then sometimes like there are things that I need to do. And so I, something that I'm working on right now is finding a balance between rest and preparing myself for a successful day. And so some days this week, I intentionally set time to like really rest, like took a break from my phone, didn't let myself do anything, like um, just allowed myself to truly just like be in silence. But then some days when I didn't necessarily need that, but I was feeling a little bit anxious about the day coming or just feeling like a, like I was having trouble winding down at the end of the day. And so what I did was I, I took a look at my to-do list for the next couple of days and I spent some time planning out how I would tackle it. And I, I found that that was so helpful for me to like feel like I was um, taking a little bit of control over how anxious I was feeling and setting myself up for a good tomorrow, if that makes sense. Yeah, I really I like that. I think like for me, like my need is a little different now with COVID. I found like before um, COVID, I was kind of like, you're away from your house more, right? So you don't really need to cook or make lunch. And before COVID, I was always someone who had to have my lunch made before. Every time I went to bed, like I had to have my lunch made. Even if I didn't want to actually make my lunch, I found like it made me so much more inclined to just like, have a good day because I had a really good lunch planned and I was just like super excited to go to the hospital wherever I was going or to go to school. Um, so that was one that I, I used. Um, and I found like another one that I've been using or that I noticed that I'm like, I need to do is like, if I, cause if I teach a spin class really early in the morning, I set my clothes out and it's like something that's super lame, but it just like gets me up in the morning. Cause I have to get up at a ridiculous time to teach the class. So I'm like, I always find like setting my clothes up the night before, like, I'm like, I need to do this. And sometimes it's annoying, but I still do it. And it's like something that I know I'm going to set myself up for a good spin class or a good day that day, because I, I did those little things, even if it's kind of like, mm-hmm. like, maybe I don't want to do it, but I know it's going to give me a better day the next day. So same kind of things just looks a little different for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are really good, too. Oh, I have everything organized. I have, like, lunch, <laughs> water bottle already filled up, ice, coffee, already ready to go, this outfit laid out, everything, everything organized. It's got to be, like, that way, yeah, I can sleep at night, and, like, the way I work, it's weird. But anyways. <laughs> Do we, is there anything else that we wanted to share about the wellness plan? Um, I think, like, like kind of like I like I'm just like I have it up right now and I'm looking at it. like their last little point that it's okay like I know we've kind of said this but just to reiterate but like it's okay if your plans change or that like it ch- they could change even in the hour like like mm-hmm. like you guys were saying and like you guys have lived through that you know your energy level changes your symptoms come on suddenly and you have no control over that so it's okay like just kind of like giving yourself some room and like being understanding with yourself that it's okay if it changes but as long as the intent intent is there that's kind of like the main point because you know like mm-hmm. there's always tomorrow like you'll always have another day but like the fact that you're intentionally trying to do these things it'll it will benefit you in the long run but just like 
knowing that it's okay if it's okay if your symptoms come on and don't be too hard on yourself. Um, yeah, right. yeah. Like, I think that's that up. That's that's so important. Yeah, I think that's a really important important point because I think that if you are hard on yourself and you're upset that it, it's just kind of like this vicious cycle that could then feed into like more some like at least I know for myself like if I'm hard on myself about you know oh my gosh I didn't get all this done today then it's just this vicious cycle of like putting more pressure on myself so yeah like let's say you didn't get your move done today that's a-okay because I wasn't feeling great my head was I know I don't feel I usually don't feel great at night oh, didn't squeak in my move today, that's okay. You know, like do, you know, extra 20 minute walk tomorrow or don't do it, I don't know. But like, it's not the end of the world. As the intent is there, the goal of the wellness plan is just, you know, to make to make you more conscious of, you know, trying to, you know, celebrate these wins and, and just be more aware of that within, within your life. Yeah. Yeah, and if you are like somewhere... Uh, you find yourself like in the afternoon when you're supposed to go and do something really taxing, just taking time to learn about like, what is something else that I could do that is less energy involving and something that is more manageable for me because the answer doesn't always have to be this or nothing. And of course, like always listen to what your medical team tells you is within your capacity and what you should do when certain symptoms come on. But I think if you're if you're someone who's new in the recovery journey or working on getting yourself um, slowly increasing your activity levels throughout the day, just try to really spend some time on exploring like what are different levels of activities that I could do. And so if you come to a certain point during the week where um, it's not feasible for you to do something, see if you can have a backup that's that's a little bit more manageable, but that isn't nothing. And it might help to um, bring you a little bit more joy or more connection or uh, more self-care into your day. So if you haven't already tried the wellness plan I um I really um, that you do got some really great feedback and um people seem to really enjoy it and if it doesn't work for you and it's not the tool that you know you really enjoy that's a-okay um but at least you tried and yeah so you can download the tool from our website at www.keepyourheadup.ca slash toolkit and we also have a really active social media account where we often talk about the tools that we offer and just talk about other tips and tricks for people going through recovery so please feel free to check us out on instagram and on facebook at keep your head up foundation our instagram handle is at keep your head up fdn for foundation um, so please feel free to check us out and we love to connect so reach out anytime thanks for listening and thanks sarah for joining us Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.